Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hey, everybody. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining me <clears throat> Excuse me. on this edition of Down to Earth. It's the show in which we talk about the issue that matters. And today we want to talk about something that I feel as a country we're slipping into. I feel as if we're slipping into what is called chaos. And it is obvious that there is a dereliction of duty from the top down. But more importantly, is that there is a deficiency in leadership. And that deficiency in leadership is propelling us, has propelled us to this point where people with their own agendas uh, try to create scenarios where once they recognize they couldn't win the election, they are making it more difficult for the rest of us to live in peace. In other words, their own agendas were subverted. And on realizing that, they decided that this was the only way out. So I want to talk about that today from a biblical perspective and to ask the questions, what does the Bible say about when we have these political and spiritual anarchies? Because that's what it looks like we're fast descending into. So good morning, everybody. Welcome. I'm not streaming live on Facebook. I think you have a plethora of people who already do that and occupy that space. So I chose not to be a part of them. But I want to talk about how how do we as a people, how do we as a people view what is going on and what does the Bible have to say about it? So I entreat you this morning to read from the book of Judges, chapter 17, at verse 6. And as usual, I read from the New King James Version. And it says this. It says, now, there was a man from the mountains of Ephraim whose name was Micah. And he said to his mother, the 1,100 shekels of silver that were taken from you and on which you put a curse, even saying it in my ears, here is the silver with me. I took it. So Micah is admitting that he took the silver. Very brave to his mother. And his mother said, well, may you be blessed by the Lord, my son. So when he returned the 1,100 shekels of silver to his mother, his mother said, I had wholly dedicated the silver from her hand to the Lord for her son to make a carved image and a molded image. So now she's going to give it back to him. So he returned the silver to his mother. Then his mother took an additional 6,200 and gave them to the silversmith and made it into a carved image. Now, this is the Old Testament. You know, when Jesus came, he said, forget that stuff, right? No carved images. Now, there was a young man from Bethlehem in Judah, of the family of Judah. He was a Levite, so he was a descendant of the priests. Remember when the, in the Old Testament, in Genesis, how Moses had commanded Levi to be the priest to serve in the temple? So they kept that tradition up to this day. That's who the rabbis are descended from, right? And was staying there, the man departed from the city of Bethlehem in Judah to stay wherever he could find a place. And he came to the mountains of Ephraim, to the house of Micah, as he journeyed. And Micah said to him, where do you come from? Now, I want to draw your attention to verse number six. Now, 
In those days, the man Micah had a shrine and made an ephod and household idols. And he consecrated one of his sons. That means he gave up one of his sons to sacrifice, who became his priest. In those days, there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. I want to just stop there for a minute because that's what I want to focus on. Here we are in America. We have no God. We don't believe in God because those who professed and taught the gospel did it unto themselves. They became their own kings. They became their own queens. They kind of translated the parts of the Bible and applied it to their own lives. And therefore, they taught the Bible from their own perspective. This has been going on for some time. We kind of just caught up with it. And now those very same people today chose a man to be leader of the country who engaged in reprehensible acts that, frankly, we don't like to know that a president engages in. We want to say that our leader is someone of some moral fiber. He may not be perfect, but there's some morality in him. So they chose a man who has absolutely no morality. They revolved, they rallied around him because he represented their interests. And what were their interests? Their interests were racism. Their interests were white supremacy. They just didn't like seeing a leader of the people who was not white. They wanted at all times to think that any leader of this nation has to be white. And so they created, no, no wonder the kids on TikTok got to take this apart. Imagine you perpetrating this idea on a generation of people who look at their, their skin and say, I'm not white. So you're saying that this is all about being white? That's what we are all missing. We, Generation Xers, the baby boomers, Generation Xs and Generation Y, we're all missing the point. The point is that Generation Z, the next generation, the ones who have to pick this stuff up and clean it up, they're saying, time out for that stuff. You can't tell us what to do, and then you don't do it. You have to have some moral leaning, some moral compass somewhere. You can't just go around and tell people that they can do whatever they want to do. That's, in essence, what this president did. So in, the, in this Bible, in the story in the Bible, what it's saying is every man did for themselves. Every man did what he felt fit to do. Well, if you have a president who says he grabs women by the, and people come from shithole countries, and what hasn't he said? He said, liberate Michigan, liberate Minnesota, liberate Virginia, knowing that there are white supremacists and political groups who will cause anarchy. What do you expect? What did you think was going to happen? A nation that has descended into chaos. You have a, na- a president who tells people that you go watch the polls knowing that it is illegal to tell people to become poll watchers because that's not how the electoral process works. We don't need to have our polls observed because we don't have voter fraud, but yet that's what he's telling people to do. So what is that going to do? Cause voter intimidation, but cause chaos. That's what it is fast descending into. Chaos. He's telling one group of people one thing and doing entirely another. He says he was COVID positive, but he's not acting responsibly. He's conducting rallies, going out, and the rest of us are like, there's something wrong there. That's political suicide. If you had COVID, you shouldn't be talking to your own people like that. You should be warning them of what is wrong about COVID. So why are you going out and spreading it even more? 
why are you causing this to happen? Why are you letting the nation descend into anarchy? And then on the other side, you have a political rhetoric that is inflaming domestic terrorists. A plot discovered almost, uh, it's it's 14 days now, almost 14 days to kidnap the governor of Michigan. And the president said it's her fault. It's not just victim blaming. He's telling everybody else who is engaged in that plot and their followers that it's okay to do it. He's still using words, not tearing down the problems that exist. No wonder the kids, Generation Z, took up TikTok, created a political stand, and said, we're going to fix this. Because somebody at some point has to be a leader. Somebody at some point has to call it out and say, we can't just let a nation descend into, into chaos. It's total oblivion and chaos. We look around us, and for the first time in America, people are afraid to go to the polls. For the first time in America since the 1960s, black people are afraid to go out. Black people are afraid to intermingle because we don't know where the white supremacists are, and they will show up with guns. So for all the people who used to believe in their Second Amendment rights, your Second Amendment rights are what are going to descend into anarchy. And thanks to you, when the rest of us warned against this and advised against this, you kept saying it was your Second Amendment right. Well, have fun. The days after this election are going to be the worst days in American history. I guarantee it. We are not going to see any kind of evil that we in modern time have seen like this. And it's going to happen right before our very eyes. Why? Because every man for himself. The president is looking out for himself. He recognizes that he's going to lose this election primarily based upon his handling of the pandemic. It has caused 61 million Americans to be out of work. How is that not going to be chaotic with 61 million people out of work? Another 30 million people are about to face homelessness because their eviction moratoriums moratoriums on their mortgages are about to expire. On top of those who have already been evicted, we have 10 cities in large cities like Austin, Texas, and all over the country. How was that not going to be chaotic? There is no rhetoric coming from the presidency, from the king of the nation, telling us, calm down, I got this, we're going to be okay, I'm going to fix it. There's no rhetoric coming from there. There's a man running to be president who is saying that, and the rest of us are looking at him like, but you have to win an election for you to fix it, so let's wait for the election. You see what I'm saying? But the man who is in charge, the man who is supposed to calm the waters, he's not saying that. He's saying liberate Michigan, liberate Wisconsin. So he's literally telling the domestic terrorists within these, these, these states to go ahead and do what they have to do. The people who advertised and the people who advocated for open carry laws, good luck to you all. You won. You've won a carnage. That's what you've won. You've won cities and towns that are going to descend into anarchy. You won. That's what you wanted. You wanted to have the right, like you're on a farm in Texas in 1907 or 1806 and needed to save your your farm from a, a masquerading band of marauders. Not like you're living in 21st century America where there are laws and there are law enforcement systems. You wanted open carry? 
you're going to get what you want. Just like the Bible says in Judges chapter 17 and verse 6. Let me read it for you because you think I made it up. It says clearly that this young man disobeyed his mother. And when he disobeyed her, he did exactly what he wanted. Because anybody could do what they wanted to do. In this story, the man even consecrated his own son. Didn't we see the president do that? He acted so carelessly about COVID-19 that his teenage son got it. The very people whom you are supposed to protect in your household, you gave them COVID because of your recklessness and carelessness. So the Bible says in Judges chapter, chapter 17 and verse 6, in those days there was no king in Israel. What this has done is created not just a dereliction of duty, but it created a deficiency in leadership. There's no leader. Who is our leader today, America? Everybody's doing what they feel is right in their own eyes. So the domestic terrorists all over the country, with the president giving inflammatory rhetoric and supporting these fringe groups. And by the way, you have to ask yourself, what's the point in supporting fringe groups that maybe have less than 10,000 members? They're not going to really add to your numbers. If you really want to win an election, you go after where the numbers are. You go after hundreds of thousands of people. These are the French groups. They don't have the high numbers. It never did in the first place from the very first time he supported the people in Charlottesville. He should have known from them, these are French groups. They don't have large numbers. Do you understand? So they don't have large numbers across the country to carry an election. He's a president, so he doesn't run locally. He runs nationally. So for him to win, he has to carry national votes. If it were me, I would not be supporting small groups that are fringe elements. I'm going to look for the groups where the largest numbers are, and large numbers didn't exist in those groups. But blinded by his ego and looking for affirmation, this president descended this country into chaos and anarchy. Now the rest of us, it's now 18th, the 18th of October. So there are 12 days, 13 days left in October. And three days left. So it's 16 days to the election. And the rest of us are like, what on earth will happen? Now, I'm not so worried about the lead up to the election. I'm worried about when the results start coming in. Because they're going to start counting the ballots from the morning of the election. And the early numbers will not lie. It's going to show devastation. And when those early numbers come in, that's what I'm worried about. These people are going to take up arms. And they are, as the Bible says, each man will do what is right in his own eyes. Now, how are we going to be cohesive and be held together? Because on one hand, we're going to have a guy who is losing and who is going to continue to speak to the people whom he thinks can help him change the vote. And on the other hand, you have a guy coming in who really doesn't have the constitutional authority yet. What you're going to have is chaos. So you're going to have a guy who recognizes he's losing and he's going to say, well, I appointed a Supreme Court justice and her goal is to go uh, 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 cancel, uh, focus on winning every election. The problem is that Supreme Court justice was only working on the case in Florida. So she knew Florida constitutional law. For this president to win, he's going to have to challenge every vote in all 50 states. That's a monumental task that could push it forward for any number of days. It's not going to happen because it's not realistic. And his constitutional authority ends on January 20th. 
After that, he's illegal, a term that he used to like to apply to everybody else. Do you see what I'm saying? A deficiency in leadership. It's important for us to understand what leadership is because our words matter. We have heard the governor of Michigan say this for the last two weeks. Our words matter. Leaders' words matter. Your words can change the tide of an event in your country. Your words can affect world markets. Our words matter. It's not enough for you to just jump up and say whatever you want. It is irresponsible and reckless, even for you as a citizen, because you've got to ask yourself, where does the president think he's going to live after he creates anarchy in the country? He must recognize that having all these fringe groups and empowering them and telling them to go and do what they want, that this is going to create a scenario that is going to make every man live for himself. So where are you going to live if there's no peace? Where are you going to live if there's no law and order, as you used to say? Do you see what I'm saying? It is the craziest thing I have seen and ever thought could ever happen. And it is my prayer that this never happens again, that we become more conscious about the people whom we are electing to political office and understand that giving them power of our vote is giving empowering people to do whatever they want to do. All I can see right now is chaos. And it is subtle, but it is under there. And within another 16 days, tomorrow morning when we wake up, it will be 15 days. It's an election that we never really paid much attention to before because we were just like, okay, another election, whatever. But this one, it's tipped us over. And he's going to become more reckless as the time goes by. He's not going to stop because he was never in control before. The Republican Party could never have controlled him. But for some reason, they might have thought that they could. So they installed him because they were desperate and hungry for power of the government. And now that they have the power of the government, they're killing us off. They want to cancel the Affordable Care Act. That means everybody whoever has any kind of condition will not be covered. So I'm saying to all of us listening to this, go to the doctor before they ram this judge through. Use your insurance because we're not, we all not going to have insurance after this. It's going to be chaos. Do you know how much chaos is going to happen? Well, let me help you out. Imagine when they canceled the Affordable Care Act and people with pre-existing conditions who were scheduled for surgeries and people with pre-existing conditions who require medication to continue to live, and that medication will not come forth in November nor in December, and people will be dying in the streets. There's going to be chaos. Imagine we, the flu season and coronavirus are going to be confluent all at the same time. You know what's going to happen? Pure chaos. And guess what? There will be no treatment from the hospitals because what? we have canceled the Affordable Care Act just because one man got it into his head that anything with another man's name on it, he's going to do it. Anything that man did, he's going to do away with it. Seems to me like Obama must have spent a lot of time being a president because this guy spent an entire four-year period looking for everything that Obama did to get away. Just look at the facts. The facts alone speak for themselves. We are going to descend into chaos. And what's going to happen when we descend into chaos? It's going to be chaotic because you have militia groups now, domestic terrorists, who have told us what their plan is. 
they're going to do, the first thing they're going to do is do what? Get rid of law enforcement. So there you go, the police, the local police, they're going to attack them first. So you're going to think it's police walking around, but it won't be police because they're going to take over their command and put their uniforms on and act like they're police, but they're not. That's what, that's the chaos right there. So who are you going to know? The governor herself has to be on tenterhooks. Because if they do that, then what happens to her security detail? It seems to me like that's the first thing they would go after. It's making sure they control her by who is around her. So they get rid of her security detail and impersonate them. It's going to be chaos. Not just here in Michigan. It's going to be everywhere. There's already chaos in California. The president, who is the king of all of us, decided he wasn't going to help the people in California. He forgot that he's not president of domestic terrorists, but he's president of all of America. Every man is doing what seems good in their own eyes. So you know what's going to happen when people look and see all of this happening? People are going to do what is good in their own eyes. We're going to descend into anarchy. How are you going to know it's the police when you call them and who show up? Are they the real police or are they some people who are have their own agenda? They took over police stations, they took over police uniforms, and they're coming out saying they're the police. Every man is going to have to do what is fit in his own life. That's pure anarchy. There's no end coming out of it because by the time we wake up and realize that it's not 1865 and it's not the Civil War, we'll be a little late because, you know, 1865, you didn't have other countries who wanted to take over. But in 2020, 21st century world that we live in, there are other countries who want to do what? Take over where America sits. And the first thing they're going to do is try to control America so America will never rise again. Thanks to all of you who are Republicans, who put party over country. I saw where the governor of, of, of Maryland refused to vote for President Trump and wrote in Ronald Reagan's name. You didn't do anything. You made the situation even more worse. You vote for a dead man who can't get up out of the grave. What's the point? You're still putting party over country. That's not something to be proud of. That's something to be ashamed of because you still believe in your party, the same party that allowed a king to rise up and ignore the fact that a governor, a sitting governor, is facing domestic terrorism in her state. A limit, instead of sending her support and reinforcement, you're telling them, well, she did it to herself, so anything goes. The same king who told the people, read the scriptures for yourself. It, the, 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 that's one thing you like about the Bible, because the Bible is an example. All throughout the Bible, you remember we talked about King Nebuchadnezzar last week. He was another one who was full of himself. He wanted to see his image on everything. If, if it's not about him, his image, his signature, his name must be on everything. And the prophet went to him and warned him that he will be what? Walking the streets and eating grass. He had a dream. Well, it did come to pass. Then his own son was raised up. And, and acted the same, acted like his father's story didn't matter, that what happened to his father was a figment of imagination. And the same son, it's in the book of Daniel chapter 6. Go read it. And the same son rose up, 
became a leader just like his father and lost his kingdom the same night. The Medes came and take over. The Medes came over and took over. Because it's the same thing they're planning to do here. Party over country. So Donald Trump Sr. can't lead. They're going to put in Donald Trump Jr. to see if they can corral people. To say, well, at least there's a... No, baby. It's not, it didn't work then 5,000 years ago. It's not going to work now. You know why? Because it is not the will of God. There is a thing that's, there is a power and a force called God. You can look up in the Milky Way all you want. You can say, well, I found a black spot. There's a black hole up there somewhere, whatever you want to call it. But there is a force called God that people have written about long before I was even born, long before you and I were on the earth. Because according to the Bible, it says we are, our time on the earth is but a vapor. We're just a mist and a mist. And this force existed before. Now, what has happened to us is that we have forgotten about this force. We have superimposed our own ideas and our own image. And we have said, this is the image that is acceptable for you to follow. This is the story that I want you to read. You ever notice when you go to church, that's why some people say they don't like organized religion because they tell you what you should read and what you should focus on. Even though your mind is like, I want to know what happened over here. They're like, no, don't read that. Focus on this. They're orchestrating you and they're commanding you and they're telling you what you should do because it lines up with what they want. They're pharaohs. They're kings and they're pharaohs. They tell you that according to the book of Malachi 3 and 8, if you don't give 10% of your money to them, you're going to get a curse. I kid you not. I can't even look at my own image saying that. But they do say that. That's them controlling. It's never ended well. You see what happens to all those people who believe that today? What has happened? Your churches are about to be closed, some of them for good, because you can't operate. Because everybody in your own church is about to get COVID-19. Why? Because it is what it is. It is the will of God. Shut them down. Because what they did was they took their own image and superimposed it over the image of God. So there's this force called the will of God. What God wants in a situation. I don't know about you, but I've encountered it in my life. I, I pray about stuff that I want. But maybe what I want is not what God wants. Because God can see the big picture. I can't see it. I wish you could see this mirror above my head. That mirror, when you walk into this room, that mirror shows the whole room. It shows me the big picture. So if I really want to see all that's going on in this room, I just need to stand before this mirror. I don't have to walk around the whole room and look up. I just need to stand before this mirror, and it shows me the big picture. But what do I do half the time? I don't look at the mirror. I look at one part of it where I can see my reflection, and I don't look at the other parts that's showing me everything else in the room. God doesn't look at life like that. God sees the big picture. So you and I are here busy praying for something. And God is like, if you get that, it's going to ruin that over there. No, I'm not going to give it to you. Sometimes you can't even see the end of things. Sometimes we can't see the end of what people will look like. But God can. And when he does, he says, nah, that's, that, that's not good for you. Do you see what I'm saying? You've got to understand that this is where we are. We, we threw away God. And in a lot of cases, it's people like me, the preachers, who are responsible for that. 
We subverted the image of God. We changed it. We polluted the image of God. God is not some grandfather sitting on a chair like a robot saying, yes, my daughter, yes, my grandson, I will do this. No, that's not God at all. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must do so in spirit and in truth. So if he's a spirit, then he hears and he listens. Go read the book of Matthew. Didn't Jesus talk to the spirits and cast them out, and they answered him and spoke back? So spirits hear. Amen. Amen. So God is a spirit. And God is hearing. And he's been watching us. And he said, oh, so that's how you wanted to be led, huh? Okay. So that's who you want? Okay. Don't call me when stuff goes wrong. And now we are off the rails. We don't have a moral authority. The people who should be picking up the slack and saying, Mr. King, that is immoral. Mr. King, don't say that. They're right behind him holding up his coattails. Think this is the man, this is the person God has chosen. So what are we going to do? You chose a man who hates women and hates people of color. And you say that that's the choice of God, then I wouldn't want to have anything to do with God. Because you are my, my, my spiritual leader. And if you are saying that that's the choice of God, then we're in trouble. It's much like you find today that a lot of black preachers are silent about the support of the president. You know why? Because they're millionaires. They've made money from him. They've gotten huge tax returns. Some of them have gotten tax returns more than they're valued. They got tax returns in the tens of millions. They ain't saying nothing against them. They're like the rest of you can all sit back. They're sellouts. They have sold us out. So now we find ourselves... We don't have any moral authority or any moral leader to turn to. We don't have anybody. Hey, we don't have anybody to turn to who is going to say, pull back, pull back. This is wrong. And we don't have God. Our sanctuaries are closed. Our churches, our mosques, our temples, our habitations and places of worship are closed. So there's nowhere to go to. So how are the people going to call on God? They don't know where God is. They can't see him because God's image has been polluted and subverted by people who support a leader and a king who said grab women by this and shoot people. Those people who shot on shot on one group of people in the country are, are, are okay. They're very nice people. So now... What do we do? We have a situation where we have descended into chaos. And now every man being for himself, what's going to happen? Everybody's going to take his own authority. So when the chaos starts happening, people are going to loot. They're going to shoot. And they're going to say, it's my authority. I am defending myself. I'm defending my own You can't do this and you can't do that. And the rest of us are like, please, God, help us. I'm about to go into a fast for the next 15 days. I kid you not. I think it's time for a fast. Don't you? I think it's time we we start fasting and start looking for, we need an answer. We need to overturn this because this is not going to end good for none of us. Do you really think that this is going to progress to a state where it's acceptable way. No, it's not. It's not going to be acceptable. It's going to be very painful. It's that part of our history, again, where we come to that bursting point, where we realize that it's either we grow 
or we don't. We faced a similar thing back in the 1860s, didn't we? Where it was either growth or nothing. And one group of people felt they wanted to hang on to the old ways of doing things. And they felt like that was their power. And they went to war to defend it. Luckily, they lost. And so the nation grew. America grew exponentially. Five years after the Civil War ended, we became what? The most powerful nation on earth because we had more money than even the colonial powers of Europe. Imagine that. Or in 1870, our economy was bigger than the colonial powers of Europe. That's when Europe started retiring certain parts of its colonies because they recognized it was not sustainable. Trust me, when it, for people who lived in the Caribbean and in some parts of Africa and in Asia, Europe giving up power didn't mean anything. All it meant is they realized that they could not sustain it. Because now there was a new kid on the block. It was called America. So we strutted through the earth. A newfound wealth. Americans became kings and queens. And, but there, that with that came a responsibility. And you know, the people who lived at the time said, you know what, with this new responsibility, we have a responsibility to be good to the rest of the people in the world. So they embraced it. And they said, come on, come on, we need to build up this new country. And they embraced foreigners. They embraced people coming from other lands. You have a situation today where people, the descendants of those same people are looking like, and you're like, girl, sit down. You want to be like, boy, bye. You don't even know the history of your own nation. You realize that if anybody owns the wealth of this nation, it's black people. Black people worked for 250 years unpaid labor from the time the nation began from 1619 until 1860. That's a long time, isn't it? So let me ask you this question. So blacks and whites own the wealth of the nation. Why are we mistreating those people? It seems to me that we should work together, come on together, let's band together and protect what we have built up instead. You have one group of people who are still saying, I don't know that I want this. I don't know that I want to do this. It's all mine. No, it's not. I say this all the time that the people who are in the hills choose to stay in the hills. They don't want to participate in the economy because they have the privilege to do so. <laughs> yes, they do. They have the privilege because when they come down out of the hills, they assimilate and all the wealth of the country is laid open for them to, to access. All they have to do is to show up and they get it. The rest of us, even though we work for it, we have to fight to get it and fight to keep it. We're subjected to longer unemployment. How are we not going to descend into chaos again? So I'm saying that in the 1860s, we came to a point where we had to grow or burst. That's where we are again. We either have to grow or burst. Like they say, go big or go home. We either going to have to, I choose to grow. Why? Because this is worth fighting for. This is worth defending. And we must get past this to get to the other side. On the other side of it, we're going to own the 21st century. 
and based on our common ideals and the ideals we believe in of liberty and freedom and justice, we can then dictate to a world and show by example a world that you must treat your citizens better, that you must provide basic resources for all who live within your borders, not just for some. We can then say you must divide the wealth so that you don't create an oligarchy and then have nobody else and have no garchy. That's what is at stake. We are at a fight, not just, they call it the soul of America. We're at a fight for our very souls, the people whom we claim we are. I'm appealing to people who say they're Christians, but you don't act like it. You say that you are followers of Jesus. Can I just remind you who Jesus is? Jesus was a brown-skinned man, unarmed, who walked the streets. He was browned by the sun. He was not rich. He didn't roll past in a carriage. He didn't roll past on Air Force One. He didn't roll up into any neighborhood on Air Force One or with a cortege of people named Secret Service. No. Jesus was an unarmed, brown-skinned man who didn't even have a gun nor a sword nor a knife. He just showed up and said, you believe in me? You will not perish, but you will have everlasting life. You believe in me? This is, I do what I see my father do. Lay hands on the sick. Preach love, forgiveness, forbearance. Preach love, forgiveness, forbearance. Preach love, forgiveness, forbearance. That's what Jesus did. Why are we in the 21st century not modeling and embodying that? Why are we not preaching that? Why are we instead telling people, that we're going to support leaders who are pedophiles, who have sex with children, leaders who in the Lutheran and Methodist church we discovered earlier this year were having sex with women who worked for them, but we still supported them. This happens in every church. It wasn't just the Methodist church. They just came out. It happens in Kojic, Fojic, and every kind of jig there is. It happened in the black church and every church. You all did it. And still are doing it, putting women down, putting children down. And still you drive up. This is what I say all the time. The, 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 the equalizer is in the parking lot. When you drive up in the parking lot, what you step out of and what the preacher steps out. And when you drive off, which direction you go and which direction he goes. He driving into an, a gated community, you driving right back into the hood, but you just gave him half your money. And he goes up and he laughs at all the money he's going to count and take to the bank that's going to give him zeros in the bank. He laughs. Are you hearing me, y'all? Are you hearing me? So how are we going to change that? Well, maybe we need to take a page out of the book of Generation Z. They're on TikTok. I'll look them up. They have formed themselves, and they believe that we have a union that is viable and that needs to be protected. I'm following the example of the kids because we have polluted it. We sat back and let these people proliferate. We probably thought, well, if we ignored them, they would go away. Or maybe we thought, maybe we just, you know, uh, he's a tad out there a little bit, but he can come back. Much like how the Republican Party thought Donald Trump was. Well, he's just on the fringe. We can control him. No, you can't control that. When someone speaks, when they show you who they are, believe them. That's what they are. You either make up your mind that you're going to deal with this or you're not. 
domestic terrorists are showing us who they are. They're not lying. They're not ifing. They're not pretending. They're showing us that if you people don't give us what we want, we're going to come and take over state government, and we're going to do it and win. They're not pretending. They're telling us. Believe them. Take them at their word. The feds did. And so they stopped it before it could go any further. Because to me, when I read the, the transcript, I, I, I was, uh, I couldn't breathe. And I'm like, you let it get that far? But I guess they allowed it to go that far to prove to the rest of us that this threat is real. It is real. We're in a time when every man is thinking for himself. So what are you going to do? You better think for yourself. Why? Because if you don't think for yourself, there are others who are going to think for you. The next time another round of candidates come and they're running for city elections, county elections, or state elections, you better start thinking. It's not enough to hand over your autonomy and hand over your power to people whom you don't know anything about. Ask them questions. Get involved. A hundred years ago, 200 years ago, people got involved in the process. Well, who are you running for? What do you believe? They went and they sat and asked questions. Today, we're too busy. You know what you're too busy doing? Following entertainment news. It's been 12 years of me warning you all to be careful about that. It's been too long. I've been warning you about being attached to entertainment news. That's what they're using. They've used it to fool you. They've used it. Look, you look at, you don't believe me? Well, Kanye West was on the ballot in some states. Kanye West is bipolar, and that's not to denigrate him. He has not a clue. He had never voted before because he didn't think that the process was worth participating in. He didn't think, he thought it was socially beneath him because he was wealthy. Then you have somebody like Ice Cube talking about he's presenting a contract for Black America. And this is me. Contract for Black America. Did you come and talk to Black America? Did you ask Black America? Did you conduct focus groups with Black America to arrive at what you think should be a contract? No. Now when you're going to sell us off to someone who clearly supports white supremacists, you have lost your doggone mind. You sold us out because you got a nice fat tax return that you won't tell us. But the IRS is going to come and look at you all eventually. <laughs> That's all that it is. The IRS is going to come and look for you all. Just give it time. You might be paying it back. <laughs> right? <laughs> Remember the black man who decided to pay off the graduating class of Morehouse College a few years ago? Kind of funny He how he the IRS says he owes money. So he's going to have to pay it back. And he said, okay, I'll pay it back. No big deal. I'll pay it. So he can avoid jail time. I'm like, he's doing something good. He paid off the entire graduating class of Morehouse College. Paid off all their school loans so they would never have to pay student loans back. That's every man for himself. That's what we want. We want people who are thinking long term. We don't just want people who, for whom this is a ride and this is affirmation, and this is, you know, good for my image because I can show how I used to just ride on Air Force One, and I just rolled in, and I can dance. You're dancing on the graves of 213,000 people. It, you're making fun of their plight. All those senior citizens, all those teachers, all those friends, neighbors, and grandmas, and grand-aunts, and pop-pops, and aunties, and uncles. 
and, uh, and our friends and our supporters and our community members who die, you're making fun of how they died. By the grace of God, the rest of us are still here. When I look at how COVID-19 ran through this town and ran through this city and ran through the state and is still climbing in my state of Michigan and how it's ramming through every other state, I'm telling you, by the grace of God, we are all here. By the grace of God, the rest of us are here. So while we are here, we need to lift up hands and ask God for mercy. We need to ask God to protect us from anarchy. And from domestic terrorism, that's our threat. And a president who participates in it, a president who sees it fit, doesn't see anything wrong with it because he thinks if he wins, the power of the presidency will shroud him and keep him. God bless us and keep us from danger seen and unseen. The America we are accustomed to living in, where we go to bed and we can think peacefully and expect when we wake up the next morning, everything is all right, everything is in place, that America needs to come back. God help us as we go through that and navigate that. And I sincerely mean that from the bottom of my heart. Because as we've seen in Judges chapter 17, verse 6, it was every man for himself, and that produces chaos. So I entreat you, if you're Christian, and if you believe, even if you don't believe, you don't even have to be a Christian. Do you say a prayer? Do you ever one day pray that you get a job and you got the job? Do you ever one day pray that you get the car? Or do you ever one day pray that you will pass an exam? Or one day pray that you get the house? Or one day just pray that you won't get hit on the freeway? Good Lord, help us all. If you can just say a prayer that we get through this, and we get through this without all the chaos that we can see coming from a mile off. That even Generation Z can see it. That I don't think I like the direction this is going. Because the politicians, they're caught up in power. The Republicans have lost their doggone minds. They're so caught up in holding on to power. They've become power hungry and vested with a blood that's power only. That they can't see the reality here on the ground. You have preachers who, for the love of God, have abandoned what God told them to do and say, and instead are focused on their tax returns and focused on power and keeping power by controlling the minds of people by saying uninformed rhetoric that continues to be divisive. God help us all. God help us to keep our security forces so that our law enforcement are the true law enforcement, not some people who took them over and are wearing their uniforms and creating anarchy. God help us at the polls on November 3, that somebody doesn't take it upon himself to control the outcome of the voting by simply doing what he feels he should do. That, my dear, is the action that we need to pray against. I pray peace over all of us. I pray as you read Judges chapter 17 and verse 6, that we all come to an understanding of what is at stake and what it means. And that we come around one another and wrap our minds around the fact that God is God. And that even though we left God and threw away God and polluted the image of God, that we come back to this place and say, Jesus, help us. God be with us all. Thanks so much, everybody. This is Harry Kamek saying goodbye. 
for another episode of Down to Earth. Join me again for another episode on any of your favorite podcast platforms. Thanks so much, everybody. Happy Sunday. Be blessed. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.